Money and credit are the lubricant and fuel that drive the macro economy. The demand for money, the supply response of the Federal Reserve and the banking systems, and the resulting effect on interest rates are factors that affect all businesses. It is necessary to look at the monetary economy from an entirely fresh perspective to gain the insights that a manager needs to manage the financial aspects of a firm. Business decisions are increasingly made in an international context. Consideration of the international trade and finance flows that affect business broadens even further the notion of macroeconomics. It is not enough for a manager to take into account the conditions that affect the domestic economy. Even in an economy as large as the United States, economic conditions in foreign economies greatly influence domestic business decisions. This has been even more true since the early 1970s, as the share of total GDP accounted for by foreign trade has doubled. Along with this increased importance at the aggregate level has been an increasing impact on individual business firms from international economic conditions. Microeconomics. In Part 2, we turn to a closer focus on the economic forces that influence the decisions made by individual firms. The most basic economic forces a firm has to address are those that shape the supply and demand for the goods or services it produces. Even as American businesses are undergoing massive management changes, it is increasingly recognized that changing market conditions provoke these responses. While supply and demand are among the most basic concepts in economics, an understanding of these forces is nonetheless essential to efficient management. The conditions that underlie the demand for a product are so important to a firm's price setting that this subject deserves a more detailed discussion. In particular, the notion of elasticity, the measure of consumers' responsiveness to price changes, is at the root of a firm's ability to set and change prices. Other factors also influence the intensity of consumer demand for a product and must be considered when setting prices. These considerations go to the core of business management. These techniques are essential to the manager's ability to function. The other side to pricing in the profit equation is cost. To manage a firm effectively, a manager must have a thorough understanding of the relevant costs of production. This understanding also requires the manager to distinguish between costs that are relevant only in the short run and those that are crucial to the firm's long-run survival. The method for examining cost and determining the optimal level of production is another of the basic applications of microeconomic theory to management. The crux of the macroeconomic influences on business decision-making is the answer to the two-part question, how much should the firm produce and how much should it charge for this output? This audiobook refocuses the prior discussion on demand, supply, and costs into an explicit consideration of this question, demonstrating the key economic principles to effective business management. Our viewpoint starts from the U.S. economy. Most of the concepts, however, are equally true for other developed and even developing economies. Just as the MBA approach to business management is gaining adherence elsewhere in the world, we believe the economic influences on business management discussed in this audio book 
also have applicability beyond the United States. Chapter 2 Measuring Economic Activity How to Understand and Use Economic Indicators Business managers usually make decisions specific to their department or part of the firm. Thus, the well-equipped manager must understand economic indicators to make informed business decisions. This chapter provides a working knowledge of the main U.S. economic indicators. There are four data series that can be examined to get a working impression of the statistical measures of the U.S. economy. 1. Payroll employment. 2. Personal income. 3. Industrial production. 4. Gross domestic product. GDP. Each of these major economic indicators exerts important influences on business conditions and business decision-making. Employment is the most basic measure of how wider economic events affect individuals. The jobs people hold are typically the main source of their income, which is the fuel that enables consumer spending. Production is the act of using labor and other resources to make the goods that consumers buy. GDP measures the total value of goods and services produced and purchased in the economy. Personal Income The financial markets are less attuned to the personal income report than to employment. This is largely because the data are reported much later in the reporting cycle than employment, usually not until the fourth week of the following month. For instance, the personal income data for September 1992 were reported on October 28th, nearly four weeks after the employment data were released. Nevertheless, financial managers and other managers have an interest in these data because they translate the employment data into spending power, which drives the economy. Managers outside the financial markets, especially those in retailing or marketing, would have a completely different reaction to personal income and consumer spending data. Strengthening spending power would be viewed as a positive signal of higher spending in the future, while signs that actual spending had picked up would be welcomed as evidence that the consumer sector was growing. Such information is also of great use to managers in industries that service retailing. Advertising agencies gear their business plans to the expected sales of their customers. Thus, recent consumer income and spending patterns would be a useful input to this planning. Even consumer banking, both credit card operations and the more traditional consumer lending areas, are geared to consumer demand. So a consumer banking manager would be extremely interested in recent consumer income and spending trends. Industrial Production Things, the goods part of goods and services, are produced in factories, mines, or utility companies. Electricity, natural gas, and water are regarded as goods. The Federal Reserve Board has measured the production of the nation's factories, mines, and utilities since the 1920s. In fact, industrial production is an older measure of U.S. output than the national income and product account measures such as GDP. Since industrial production measures the output of goods, things, a recent criticism has been that it ignores the output of services, which have accounted for an increasing share of total U.S. output in recent years. Most services, however, 
exist either to distribute the goods produced in the industrial sector or to facilitate goods production. For instance, the transportation, wholesale, and retail sectors distribute the goods produced in manufacturing. In addition, the categories of finance, insurance, and real estate and other services, including business services such as advertising and accounting, exist largely to facilitate manufacturing. So, while manufacturing has slipped from representing nearly a third of U.S. output in 1950 to just under a fifth in 1990, industrial production still affects most of the U.S. economy. Industrial production looks at the supply side of the economy. Gross Domestic Product When business managers want to get an overview of how total economic activity is faring, they turn to Gross Domestic Product, or GDP, the broadest measure of U.S. economic activity. Prior to December 1991, Gross National Product, GNP, was the main measure. The small differences between the two are in the details. GDP measures only output produced within the United States, while GNP also includes earnings by U.S. residents from foreign production. GDP measures economic activity using two approaches, which arrive at the same total. One, the income accounts measure the various income payments to the factors of production. Two, the product expenditure accounts measure the value of the goods and services produced in a year. The two approaches have to equal. The payments to the factors of production equal the costs of production, the value of output. The income approach is simply an allocation of total output among households, personal income, and corporations, profits, that shows how the output is allocated among the factors used to produce it. Thus, personal income is adjusted to remove payments that are either mixed between households and businesses, for instance, dividends are part of corporate profits, or unrelated to current production. Transfer payments are excluded from both GDP and GNP. Corporate before-tax profits are then added to arrive at national income. Indirect business taxes and business transfer payments, mainly pensions, are added to derive at net national produce, while the addition of depreciation, the charges for capital stock consumed in producing the output, yields gross national product, GNP. The appropriate adjustments for factor income paid to foreigners, added back in, and received from foreigners, subtracted out, are then made to derive GDP the main measure of the nation's economic activity. While it is often only partly understood, GDP is one of the most often cited economic indicators by business managers in their discussions of the economic environment. This is a recognition of the fact that real GDP growth is a summary of the economy's general condition. At its most basic, increasing real GDP suggests an expanding economy, while declining real GDP signifies recession. GDP is thus a crucial business indicator. A manager of a furniture store will be sensitive to the strength of consumer demand for durable goods, which is strongest when GDP growth is strongest. A sales manager for an office computer equipment supplier 
will look on a string of increases in GDP as a signal that the business demand for desktop computers will rise. A production manager for a carpet manufacturer will look at increased home building as a sign of increased demand for carpets in subsequent periods. The importance of GDP will be emphasized in the next two chapters, which look at aggregate demand and supply concepts. Other economic indicators. The producer price index, PPI, and the consumer price index, CPI, are the two main monthly measures of inflation in the United States. They are usually reported around the middle of the following month, with the PPI report preceding the CPI by a day or two. The PPI measures the change in prices of all goods produced in the United States, usually as of the middle of the month. The CPI measures the change in prices of a representative market basket of goods and services consumed in the United States during a month. Price changes are reported in considerable detail for both indices and are of great interest to a wide range of business managers. Producer prices provide a measure of input cost on raw materials, intermediate goods that have had some processing, and finished goods. Thus, production and purchasing managers will be interested in specific price trends. Consumer prices provide a guide to the price changes in product categories that retail and marketing companies can use to monitor the competitiveness of their own offerings. Financial market participants view the price indices as the primary measure of inflation, and they view inflation as the main adverse influence on interest rates. In recent years, they have viewed a core, which excludes the more volatile trends in food and energy prices, as an indicator of the underlying inflation rate. The retail sales report measures the dollar value of all sales at retail establishments, including a wide range of outlets, car dealers, hardware stores, furniture and appliance stores, department stores, grocery stores, clothing stores, drug stores, restaurants, and gas stations. The data are reported around the middle of the following month, and usually include revised data for the two prior months. This report is an important source of data on consumer demand in total and by type of good. The impression of firmer consumer spending contributed to a growing sense among financial market operatives that the economy was less fragile than had been thought, and thus there would be even less of a chance of the Fed lowering interest rates. Manager